You're listening to Smackna's Beef for All podcast, an ongoing conversation focused on the human side and the business side of the sheet metal and air conditioning industry. The human side is about valuing the contributions, humanity, and dignity of every person we serve. The business side is about creating a thriving industry where workers and contractors work together to achieve the highest standards of performance and excellence in their technical skills and crafts. So good morning, good morning, good morning. And I want to welcome everyone to another episode of SmackNo's Be For All podcasts, a program dedicated to both the business side and the human side of the sheet metal and air conditioning industry. We have the, the privilege, the honor, the joy of being joined by uh, Fatima Ware, who is uh, CEO and owner of WTD Mechanical, uh, hailing out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Fatima, Ooh. thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Duja. Um, it is a, a honor for me to be able to be with you guys today um, and talk to you about the sheet metal industry and my participation in it. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Fatim, I think you heard me say this before, and sometimes I'm, I'm ashamed to say to people that I Google them uh, quite often and I Googled your name and I pulled up your bio. And so I know everything that your bio says about who you are. But if you were to, if you were to introduce yourself in your own words, if 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 I was to ask you the question, who is Fatima Ware really? Who is Fatima Ware really? How would you answer that question? The girl next door. Mm. <laughs> um, just a typical girl next door. I um am just a lady working in a male-dominated industry um, <clears throat> that I fell into by chance by becoming an apprentice and then journeyman. And um, yeah, just a hardworking girl next door that um, likes working in the sheet metal industry. A hard-working girl next door who likes working in the sheet metal industry. Yeah, that's it. And Fatima, what, what does WTD stand for? That's a long story. <laughs> um, initially, initially, um, it, stand, it stood for, because now it's just letters because um, my contracts were under it, but it stood for Where's the Dirt, which um, threw people off. So where is my last name, right? And I wanted it to be Where's the Dirt because when I first started the company, um, I started out doing um, cleaning ductwork. And and I still do actually clean ductwork. But um, before I got my license to become a contractor, that's all I could do. So I had to have um, a license, you know, to do mechanical contracting. And um, I was studying for the test. But in the meantime, I just wanted to get the company going and get started. Um, I really wasn't thinking that I could have named it anything. Um, and so I just did that. Where's the dirt? And after about a year and people were like, oh, are you an uh, excavating company or um, something? I'm like, what? No. 
And so I'm like, you know what? That's not really a good name for the company. Um, But all my contracts were signed WTD. So I just decided to take the WTD and add mechanical with it. That way um, I wouldn't create confusion for the um, current clients and vendors that I had. So weird story, but... Yeah, no, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening to today's episode who can um, definitely uh, relate to to that experience. There's something about those early years when we're just forming um, and we mm-hmm. got creative and, you know, we're still trying to figure things out. So, no, I get it. And what what would you say, what, what brought you into the industry? And, and more important than that, what, what would you say keeps you here? <laughs> what brought me into the industry is I really, I just needed a job. It wasn't like I wanted to be in the industry. I actually wanted to be an electrician. Mm. Yeah. But I had went through a program called Use of ASAP, and they took us around to all the unions because I had never heard of a union before I joined Local 33, um, Sheet Metal Workers Union. And um we went around to all these different unions and I'm like, Oh, I want to be an electrician. But then I got to local 33 and at the time I was in shape and I was working out and stuff and they had a really nice gym. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdest thing ever. Right. <laughs> the gym. So I'm like, Oh, this gym is nice. I want to come here. Mind you, I only use the gym twice. <laughs> but, um, I I applied because I liked the gym. Didn't really know what I was getting myself into because I thought that electricians and sheet metal workers um, would be working in in conditioned environments. Like I'm like, oh, we we won't really be outside, exposed to the elements. <sighs> yeah, I was completely wrong. And then um, once I got into it. Honestly, I hated it at first because I was outside in the cold and I am not a person of the cold. And then after a while, I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Mm. Yeah, I can do this. And then um, and then I had so many different challenges. Actually, the people who challenged me the most are the, people, the reasons that I that I stayed and, and that helped me grow the most. And um, I was the only black woman around and um, I wanted to be an element for change. And that's the reason um, my career path went towards ownership versus staying um, out in the field. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. The, The people who challenged me the most are the people who helped me to grow the most. Yeah. Yeah. The people who challenged me the most are the people who helped me to grow the most. And, yes. and most people don't think about it that way. So thanks for lifting that yeah. up. Yeah. And Fatima, you, you know, this work that we're doing around B for All, the, the focus is really on um, an effort to create business environments and, and work environments that are diverse and inclusive and welcoming to people. And there's also the focus on the business side. It's about how do we, you know, how do we create a thriving sheet metal and air conditioning industry where workers and contractors work together 
um, and and perform at at their highest levels of excellence in their in their technical skills and crafts. And you know, people people throw around these these terms diversity and inclusion and belonging and welcoming. You know, everybody's talking about those terms now. They're, they're the new buzzwords, and we know they mean different things to different people. What what does belonging and diversity and inclusion, when you hear those words, what, what do they mean to you? Belonging, um, inclusion? Depends on who it's coming from. <laughs> but um, typically, it, it, it means that um, a fair chance at doing a job. That, that's what I want it to mean, that... Um, I would have the same opportunity as my white male counterpart. And um, though I may not have those resources today, um, that I would have access to them and um, growth. I think uh, a fair um, program for um, diversity, equity, and inclusion would would be to um, scale. So to bring my business from um, just a few people to an operations where I can operate at a capacity where I can actually compete with them and not just um, always be their sub, their subcontractor, you know, where I can actually compete for a job. And, and I'm actually at that, that um, place now, but on just a smaller level. So I can compete with small jobs, but not with large jobs, but I would, I would, that's what it would mean to me. So a fair chance, having the same opportunities, having, having the ability to scale and to be able Mm -hmm. to effectively compete and not always be a subcontractor. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said you said you're you're at that place now. I'm curious when you reflect on your journey uh, as an owner. I take it that you mm-hmm. you haven't always been at this place. Would that would that be no. right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, honestly, this year, um, 2022 has been a, a year of tremendous growth, both. Um, mentally, um, financially for my company and with the capabilities. Um, and, and I've been scaling quite a bit. Um, so far, 2023, the outlook for 2023 and my backlog is going to, um, put me in a much better place. And just thinking back on, um, 2020, or uh, 2021 was when it began. So, you know, as people say, the work you put in today, you don't really see it. So in 2021, the work that I was putting in in 2021, the contracts that I had in 2021 um, prepared me for what was going to happen in 2022. So 2021 was a a year of growth. um, And it, I didn't see really the financial payments like it didn't affect my company financially until 2022 right 
So the work that I put in in 2022, I really won't see uh, as much of it until about 2023. Then the work that I put in, you know, in 2023, I think I'll probably see it in 2025 because it's at the end of the project that you actually get to see some of, you know, the money that you can keep instead of the money that you're paying to your vendors and, and your suppliers and, and your labor. Um, and it'll actually go into the, the company. So I, I wasn't always in this situation. You know, I, I was at a point just a few years ago where I was just begging to have anything. Like, can you just throw me a bone, please? And um, yeah, it, it, it has changed, but it, but it, it changed because of um, the classes that I took, the people that I surrounded myself. And I just didn't have the knowledge. I came from working outside in the field. I knew how to put the, the duct in. I knew how to do the work, you know, but starting my company, I didn't know what I needed to have in the background. I didn't know what contracts I needed to have, what insurances um, were acceptable. I didn't know about um, the submittals and all the paperwork that was needed. So it was a big learning curve because my first few contracts, I went and did the work and I was like, okay, I'm done. Give me my money. <laughs> and and they were small contracts and they were like, what you mean give your money? Like you have to submit this, you have to submit that. And I'm like, I don't know what this stuff is. So it was a, a big learning curve. and um. Once I learned that information and, and began to implement it, it, it just, it helped me to grow stronger. And then initially I was just putting everything in myself and um, because I was still doing the work. So I would go and do the work, then come back to the office and um, do the paperwork. And that wasn't really working all that great because you get burnt out from doing all of that. So um, I started learning uh, last year and this year, like I said, it's, it's been great um, growth that I needed to put a system in place where I could say, um, for instance, Dusha, this is the system that we have. This is what you need as a project manager. I need you to do these steps here and um, this is how the paperwork goes, right? But I didn't have that initially. And Fatima, you, you said a little while ago that from your perspective, diversity, inclusion, belonging, that those terms are about providing a fair chance, having similar opportunities. Mm -hmm. When you when you think about the the chances and the opportunities that you've had, everything that you talked about uh, in terms of training and other and other support. What do you think? What do you think is is one thing that we can do as an industry to to? And you talked about scaling before. Like, what, what what's one thing we can do as an industry to to create the same opportunities that you had, but to do it at scale so that we don't just have one Fatima wear, but we have hundreds and thousands of Fatima wares. What do what do we need to do to do that? Well, first, you would have to get a hundreds and thousands of female wearers to want to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, no, um, I I don't know. 
I, I don't know what what couldn't have been done better to help me. Um, the education mm. behind it, the things that I needed to know uh, to get me to where I am today. But then uh, the issue is sometimes you think, you know, like initially I thought I know. I know how to do this duck work, right? I, I know how to put these systems in. And so I I know how to run my own company. And the reality is that's not the case. It's like you have um you ever seen somebody that was really, really good at their job, like um a piece worker and they can punch out these pieces in a press shop so great. And you're like, Oh my God, how can I get the rest of these guys to be as good of a worker as John? Because John is punching out these pieces and he's really producing for me. And then you take John and you're like, well, since you're such a good worker, you know, then we're going to put you in a supervisor position so that you can help everybody else um, punch out these pieces and everything. And so John is like, Oh, okay. And then you place him in a different position and he doesn't perform. Mm. And the reason he doesn't perform is because he know how to do the work. He doesn't know how to be a leader. Right. Mm. And so it's different. It's a totally different set of tools. Being a leader and being in a, a management position is so different than being a worker. But mm. when you doing the work, you don't realize that you just think that you don't need to do anything. You just need to, you know, be able to do the work and, and I can get paid. And that that's not the case. I think that different different people provide different skill sets. Um and everyone isn't born with all of those skill sets, but they can be developed. But if you don't know that you need them, because in that in that particular situation, John would have been thinking, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can make these guys work as great as I was doing. Mm-hmm. But he he doesn't even realize that he doesn't have the tools to get them to do the work because he's just a worker. So he 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 doesn't know that he doesn't know if that makes any type of sense, right? And so that's where I was, and and that's where many people actually are. Um, if they transitioned the way I did um, from being a worker to being an owner, because um, you, and I, I continually bump into things that I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. We, we, we don't know what we don't know. And so, yeah. you know, to, to, to have more for team awares, first we need to get more, more for team awares who want to do the work. Um, and then we need right. to, we need to give them the the training and education, um, right? So that they feel supported. And <clears throat> I think. I, um, <clears throat> go ahead. I'm sorry. I think great mentorship programs. Like lately, I've been um, with a mentor, and the mentor has been um, giving me information, and the information that I come across, I'm like, wow. I, I didn't even know I needed to have this, right? So if you if you get a large company like a a TH Martin, right, mm-hmm. and they sort of kind of take you under their wing, and you can talk to to their accountant and their project managers, their superintendent, um, the owner, and you get all this information. So um, TH Martin was a mentor for me. And they gave me so much information that really, really helped me um, 
with things that I, I didn't know that I didn't know. Um, and, and so, uh, Tom Martin Jr., um, we, we were, we became good friends, I think, I hope. Um, and so he's like, yeah, if you need, if you need to talk to me about anything, um, just give me a call if you need to know something. And I will call him sometimes, but the issue was, I didn't know that I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Like I actually thought that my processes were right. And then once he um, gave me a lot of information, then I'm like, oh, okay, so now I know this and I I know it all. I'm good. But I still would, I still come across things um, occasionally that I don't know. And I thought I knew. So, um, but having that mentor really, uh, it really helps you to um, feel and and to get into a different um, place in your business. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just want to lift up some of the points that you're raising. So education, training, but, but education and training uh, by themselves isn't enough. We also need those, those mentors to, who, who help us to, to understand the things that we, that we, uh, we, we think we know, but we may not necessarily know. Um, And I appreciate, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, giving uh, public shout outs and appreciations to to people who, you know, who help us along the way in our journey. So I, I appreciate you, mm-hmm. um, you know, just giving a shout out to, to Tom Martin Jr. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. And, and Fatima, you, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier when you, you said the people who, who challenge us the most help us to grow the most. Um, what was that experience for you? Um, were there, were there, were there particular people who you felt um, challenged you and in the process of challenging you, they helped you to grow? Yeah. 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 I always, I always go back to this one particular format. <clears throat> initially I just could not stand this man and he couldn't stand me either and um he uh I think I was a a first year a first year apprentice and he uh came in walking real fast and um I met him and uh our first few conversations were pretty short and then one day he was like you know I just don't like you I'm like, well, what did I do to you? Why you only? He was like, you're black, and I just don't like you. And I'm like, wow, that's like the most precious thing ever. <clears throat> and he's like, well, it is what it is. But so don't come in here thinking that because you're black and that you're a woman that you're gonna get special attention and that you're gonna um, mess up and you're not gonna get corrected. And yeah, he just had this list of things that you know I wasn't gonna walk in there thinking that I was gonna do. And he was like, you don't get treated just like everybody else. I want your work done. I want da 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 And I'm like, oh, okay. And um, by him doing that, he really was helping me because, um, as I said, I was the only woman in where I was working at at the time. Um, most times I was the only woman. Um, and I was the only um, person of color. And... The other guys, um, no disrespect to them, but they would 
just give me like stupid things to do. I'll go duck seal. What am I learning about duck sealing? Like a, a child can do this. I, I learned absolutely nothing. Oh, give me these prints. You won't understand. Just go duck seal. And the guy, the foreman name was Bill. And he was like, here's the prints. Figure it out. Get this work done. You got 30 minutes and I come back. When I come back, this better be up in the air. That better be up in the air. Da, 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 da. And he did that to me all the time. Um, and then after about a year, he actually, he didn't want to be bothered with the computer. So he would give me his computer um, and make sure that I checked over his messages and made sure he was on track. I mean, he, w- he was just, um, he helped me in, in so many ways just by treating me like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, in I learned more from him than I've learned um, as far as doing the work from anybody else. Um, And I think by about our third or fourth year, um, we became friends. He invited me to his house. You know, I met his wife. Um, She and I became friends. Um, It was actually just getting to know people because after like we talked again, he was like, you know, I just really never met anybody um, black. So I, if you don't, if you're not around a certain group of people, you you can watch television, and that'll um, whatever the producer of that television show wants to come across as what this type of person is or whatever. That's the interpretation you'll have of that type of person. Mm-hmm. So if you see that um, a television show like uh, housewives or whatever. And mm-hmm. they, then you'll think that all black women are catty and fussy or something. I don't know. But right. Um, right. Right. but if, if you've never met one, right? So um, with him meeting me and, and getting to know me and, and talking to me, um, I think that helps. And I think that it helps not just with that situation, but with other circles, right? So I, I now I'm I'm surrounded even now, I'm surrounded by um typically white men mm-hmm. and their wives all the time. And um if you don't take the opportunity and, and get to know me, then you'll look at whatever you saw on television or whatever somebody told you about people like me. Um but then once you get to know me that's that's a big deal with diversity, right? Mm. Because we're all actually so much more alike. Yeah. Like we're we have so much more in common than we have not in common. But you would just have to be willing to invest that time and um with a clear mind, um, without going in with a predetermined um like character figure in your head and and get to know that person and the great thing is like i i get to know people and they get to know me all the time that are um diverse Mm -hmm. men women um black white hispanic um yeah and and i so i think it's a great thing yeah 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 fatima that that's a that is such a, a powerful story and I want to lift up two things that you said that really resonate with me. And so one, you, you know, one of the critiques about 
this work around belonging and diversity and inclusion, people oftentimes uh, ask the question, is this work about lowering standards for women and people of color? And and the the story that you just told about Bill, it, it sounds like you, you had the opposite experience. Build it and lower the bar. Build it and lower the standards for you. Just the opposite. Bill raised the bar. He raised the standards. <laughs> And 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 it sounds like he, he he didn't just raise it for you, but he so he gave you the support uh, to to help you to to sort of you know reach that higher bar. But I just want to I want to yes. lift that up, you know that 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 this 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 work isn't necessarily about lowering the bar. We can raise the bar, but we also have to sort of help people to get there. Exactly, Jeff. I, I you know what, Bishaw, you really. Um, you know how to pick sentences and paragraphs, like all of that that I just said, you know how to pick it apart and get the best information out. Um, I think that what you caught out of that is just great because, um, yeah, it was about raising the bar and, and it still is about raising the bar. And honestly, for a lot of work, um, for instance, when I was in my classes uh, as a sheet metal worker, I could not be a C. Like I couldn't just get by with a C. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to stand out, I had to read more mm-hmm. than my male counterpart. I had to be able to um, get the job done faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say be smarter. Uh, because that would imply that I am smarter than other people. And, and that's not just not the case. It was, I had to put more time into making sure I knew what I was doing because if it was a, ever um, a situation between me and John getting a job, if I have to be better than him mm-hmm. or he will automatically get it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I had to make sure that I was doing a better job. I had to make sure that I was there. If we started at seven o'clock, I had to make sure that I was there at six forty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so so it was never about lowering this even now it's not about lowering the standards because you as a consumer will not accept a lower standard of ductwork or a lower standard of equipment being put in your place of of business, right? You want the best. And I think that we all um, can give the best because the reality is everybody in this circle are using um, the same group of people. We're all using sheet metal apprentices and journeymen from Local 33. Um, in the area that I'm in, right? And so we'll use these workers and then we can lay them off and, and you know, another company will pick them up or uh, whatever. So we're using the same people. Um, so, the, so the work that is getting done is if, if we're training our people, right, if Local 33 um, school is training all of the people the same. You're getting the same quality of work. 
Like you're not getting any less. Don't don't get me wrong. Yes, yeah, some people are going to be smarter um, and faster and stronger. Yeah, so the men were a lot stronger than me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have that. They're going to be smarter, faster, and stronger. Every group has, you know, that in there. But they all know how to get the job done because they were all trained. Yeah. Um, through the same school. So you're not lowering your standards when you use a diverse company because this diverse company is still using the same people. And to think that you're um, lowering your standards to me is saying that your apprenticeship is failing, Mm. right? Because if the apprenticeship is the, the school teaching that, um, apprentice how to become a great journeyman, then if, if that journeyman comes to work for me versus working for you, then you're saying that that school failed at teaching him or her uh, the proper techniques or the proper um, practices and putting it in there. And, and that has everything to do with the individual that, that you hire, it, it's about um, their ethics and their craftsmanship on how they put the work in, yeah. right? Because the owners typically aren't the people out there putting the work in. Yeah. That's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you clarifying that. And it's uh, the the word that I think about when I hear you uh, describe what you just did is, is excellence. And it's one of the reasons why the the name of this campaign and even the name of this podcast, it's the belonging and excellence for all campaign because we, 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 we don't see the, the two things as being separate. We, we believe that we can, we can create, um, workplaces that embody belonging and, and a welcoming, uh, for everyone. And at the same time, have excellence and at the same time, you know, support everyone in um, performing at, at their highest standards um, in terms of their technical skills and crafts. And so I, I, I appreciate that you're, you know, you're, you're tying both of those things together. The the other thing that you said uh, a little ago, Fatima, and talking about Bill, was just the the importance of of getting to know each other better as human beings. Um, And, and you said, I mean, you, you you say it, uh, you know, so beautifully and I may not be able to to get it verbatim, but uh, you know, we, we have more in common uh, than, than uh, things that we don't have in common. And what that reminds me of, and I think I shared this with you before, there's a woman uh, named Linda Tromp. Uh, T-R-O-P-P. She, uh, she's a, a professor at the University of Massachusetts, and she, she researches this uh, concept called intergroup contact. Intergroup mm-hmm. contact. And what she argues is that as human beings, when we, when we take the time to step out of our comfort zones and get to know people who don't look like us, don't think like us, don't talk like us, and haven't lived like us. She says, when we take the time to step out of our comfort zones and get to know other people, she says it facilitates three things. So one, she says, 
it, it facilitates psychological investment. She says, we, we feel more invested in the other person. Mm-hmm. She, she says it, it deepens empathy, you know, yes. you know, it, it, it allows us to, to sort of walk in the shoes of the other person by understanding their story better. And then the last thing that she says is, is when we take the time to get to know people that way, she says it humanizes the people who do that work. It humanizes them, meaning we don't just see people as, you know, Bill the white guy or Fatima the black woman. We don't just see people, you know, through, you know, through the lens of their race, but we see them as full human beings because we're getting to meet their children and their family. And it sounds like, you know, Everything that you that you've experienced with Bill, it sounds like that's exactly what the two of you did. And and so, you know, what I what I really appreciate about this story is what you just described. Like, that's that's what we want to do through the be for all work. We want to we want to create opportunities for everybody to have the kind of experiences that you you and Bill had. So I just I just love that you that you told that story. Yeah. I, I love that it happened. I didn't love it when it was happening, <laughs> but um, but what came from it was great, and and I appreciate it, right? And I I learned to appreciate him and in his thought processes, and then he learned to appreciate me and my thought processes. So yeah, yeah. yeah. but Tim, before before we go, because I want to be mindful of your time, um. I suspect that that there are some people who are listening to this podcast and when when they hear terms like like belonging or diversity or inclusion, I suspect that that there's some fear, there's some anxiety that that people may have about um, about those terms and and about even even doing this kind of work within the sheet metal and air conditioning industry, if if there is anyone listening who who's feeling that fear, who's feeling that anxiety, do do you have any 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 words, any um, any guidance uh, for them that can help them work through that fear and anxiety? What would you say to them? Um. I would say to them to not <laughs> have those um to give it a try to get to know to get to know people and if if they actually got to know people for who they are um without looking at the color or um looking at it as a diversity standpoint then they would um, they wouldn't have as much fear or anxiety. They they would see others as people. And sometimes um, when people look at things and and take a negative um, connotation out of it, they they sort of kind of they're to me they're telling on themselves because you you really saying what you believe in your heart, right? So if you automatically don't even want to give something an opportunity and you don't even want to listen to somebody else's side that that's saying a lot about you 
So um, I would I would say be open minded, be a little bit more open minded, um, get to know people and um, give people opportunities that perhaps somebody gave to you because nobody started out on top. Right. And, but somebody gave that opportunity to you. Did they give it to you based on how you look? Did they give it to you, you know, based on who you are? Or was it your work ethic? Whatever it is, give somebody else that, that same opportunity, but don't give it to them because you're looking at the color they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, those themes of get get to know people, um, you know, give people the opportunities that they that they need to, mm-hmm. um, you know, to to climb the ladder and to thrive. Mm-hmm. I also see everybody so- brings something. I'm sorry. Everybody brings um, a unique perspective to um, each industry, right? Um, I may just be somebody who brings about a change or, or develops something from what I've learned, develops a new concept that helps everybody. You never know what what somebody can contribute to an industry um, because it's really not based off the color of your skin, what's in your head and what's in your heart really isn't based off the color of your skin. You, you know, each person brings something unique to every situation, just like a fingerprint. So just give it a, give it a, a chance. Mm. Thank you for that. And I, I also suspect Fatima that there's someone who's listening to this, who's asking a question. What's in this for me? Uh, I think oftentimes when when people hear about this work, the the assumption is that this is this is only for women. This work is only for women. It's only for people of color. We we call it the B for all campaign because we believe that that everyone, everyone benefits um, from doing this work. If you if if somebody's listening to this and, and they're saying, well, you know, Fatima, you know, what, what happens for me, what would be your response to that question? Um, well, they would give something and, and so they would also learn at the same time. Mm -hmm. So as I'm learning from them, they will be learning from me. Um, they wouldn't just maybe have, be getting the finances for me. However, by being attached to me, they will be eligible for more um, jobs and projects that they wouldn't be eligible for without somebody like me. So they will get that. And then as I grow and learn, um, they're getting a relationship. So say for instance, in five years I am now at a capacity where I can compete with you right and I've, I've I wanted to take my company there and I've um and I did take my company there and I'm now bidding on the same job that you bid on and and I win right and I win against uh say for instance you hmm. would it not be better to have a relationship with me because now I'm at this situation and I can say, hey, um, I still need help. You know, I won this and I'm really good at the sheet metal portion. But you know what? I don't have pipe fitters. Um, can you do the pipe fitting work for me? 
Mm-hmm. And that's where that relationship come in at, right? Now I'm offering jobs to you because I have them. Or I could have won it against somebody else. You know, it doesn't matter who I want it against. The, the, it, what matters is that I want a job. And now uh, this capacity can help put dollars in your company because you helped me to get to the, to the position that I'm in. And now I'm given back by um, just coming straight to you. Hey, Tom, mm. can, can your company do this job, right? Whereas I could go to um Bob and and Bill and and Sherwin. Mm. Whatever. But I'm they're they're not even getting that opportunity from me because you helped me. Mm. You helped me. And so in return, any opportunity I'm going to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I have a I'm a big fan of of alliteration and in that short response for Tima, you 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 mentioned three words that all begin with the letter R that that just sums up everything that you just said. So the power of relationships, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the importance of of reciprocity of of sort of giving back to each other, and mm-hmm. and also um, you know the the word return. Um, you know, when 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 people ask sort of what's in this for me, you know, those three R's the the relationships. Uh, the reciprocity and the return that people get on those relationships. Those are the things that, that, that help us to build the industry. We, we all benefit as an industry when mm-hmm. we, we practice those three R's of, of relationships, uh, reciprocity and, and the return, uh, on those relationships and that reciprocity. So, yeah. So thank you for that. To, to close this out, um, and hopefully you don't think this is a this is a cheesy question, but um, <laughs> I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm I'm always a big fan of of um, asking people, you know, where where do they see, you know, the industry in the next, you know, sort of 10, 20 years. So if I was to ask you to imagine that it's the year let's say 2035, so a little more than 10 years from now. And if I was to say, mm-hmm. imagine that it's the year 2035 and um, the the industry, the industry as a whole embodies belonging and diversity and inclusion. The industry is everything that you would want it to be by the year 2035. If it's the year 2035 and we've achieved all those things and and you're walking through different shops in the industry, what what would you see and and what would you feel if it's the year 2035 and you're walking through, you know, through 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 different shops and we and we've achieved the goals of belonging and diversity and inclusion? What would you see? And more importantly, what would you feel? Um, I would see a group from every um ethnicity, um, and I would feel included. Um, 
I, I would I would feel comfortable because sometimes when when you're the only person that looks like you and and people people sometimes they'll ostracize you right mm-hmm. and um you that'll make you sad or sometimes it can make you sad um but to feel included would bring joy mm-hmm. and um Unfortunately, though, I really see a lot of automation in the future. So I see a lot of computers. <laughs> so, um, as as we dive towards the future, um, I I think that that is going to be a big part of it. However, we will need um, human human capital to work those computers. So um, yeah, I think that will be a great thing to see. Um, somebody from every background in in every position and um, to feel of, of just comfortable, being comfortable in, in the joy that you get from being able to talk to your coworker um, just like you would a family member. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I would see everyone, I would see people from every background I would feel included. I would feel comfortable. And more important, I would feel a sense of joy. Yep, definitely. That sounds it up. So friends, you you just uh, finished listening to Fatima Ware, CEO and owner of WTD Mechanical out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Fatima, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. We, we appreciate you and we, we hope to have you back on uh, in 2023. So thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you for having me, um, Dusha, and to everyone else. Um, I appreciate it. And, and I hope that this um, podcast helps to make a difference and to bring awareness to um, those people who uh, may be a little bit more close-minded about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. right, Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Be For All podcast, produced by SMACNA and SMART. Be For All is an ongoing conversation focused on the human side and the business side of the sheet metal industry. We hope you've enjoyed today's program and invite you to join us for future conversations by visiting SMACNA's website at smacna.org or searching for SMACNA on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other major podcast platform.